It's wonderful to be here in my home church. It's wonderful to be with you. It's a, really an honor to be here. Um, I just want to say this. This is the day that the Lord's made, and it's a good day. It's a day that's already been filled with miracles and signs and wonders, is it not? And it's a day that's filled, that, that greater things are coming. So it's an honor to be with God's people, to be able to share what he's doing in the earth today. And I'm glad that this is an adult group. I think it's the people that I really, really want to talk to. It's, we have an opportunity to do great and mighty, mighty things for God today, do we not? This is not just for the younger generation. Let me say that again. This is not just for the younger generation. You know, my whole life, my, you know, this sign up here, I don't know about my name being up there. I'd like to see the name of Jesus up there, right? Because if you lose your life, the life that you have is in Christ. Is that not right? But I saw that and it says, this changed my life. I just want to share this before I share with what the Lord has wanted me to share with you. I think that the greatest thing that changed my life was a long, 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 long time ago when I knew how to go in my secret place. I knew that if I wanted to know God, I had told God in my 20s, I don't want to read another story about you. I don't want to know about Moses. I don't want to know about Daniel. I've, I've learned all these stories in Sunday school. I want to know you the same way Moses knew you. I want to know you the same way Daniel knew you. I want to know you the way Mary and Martha knew you. I wanted a personal relationship with God. And I had read many wonderful books I would go, I would take Robin as a little girl, and we would go up to Carolina to, was it Women of the Virgin? Wonderful speakers, Iverna and Fuchsia and June, and, and I would buy all the books. I would listen to all the wonderful pastors. But that's not what put me where I am today. What put me where I am today is I begin to hear the voice of the Lord myself. And, I, and, and he transformed me from the inside out. He made me realize that he's alive. He made me realize that the word of God is alive. He's not interested in intellectual speakers. He's interested in intimacy. He created us for intimacy. And so it's not enough for us to come into the church of our choice. It's not enough for us to come in and say, the pastor was great today. That's not what's going to bring heaven to earth. What's going to bring heaven to earth is the sons and daughters of God rising up and knowing who they are in Christ. That's what's happening today. We all get to pick the church that we want to go to. 
I don't, it doesn't really matter if you want to be a Methodist, be a Methodist. If you want to be a Baptist, be a Baptist. If you want to be a Catholic, be a Catholic. But I would venture to say this. I would rather be a daughter of God. I would rather be a woman that can hear the sounds of heaven and the voice of God. And I believe today in this generation, I believe that the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom has opened the heavens over the church. And we're beginning to see it's not about a denomination. It's, it's really, really, really not. It's about a kingdom. And if we read his word, that's exactly what Jesus said. He said, I come to bring a kingdom. That's what Jesus said. He did not say, I come to bring a Baptist faith or a Pentecostal faith. He said, I come to bring a kingdom. There's no end to his kingdom. And, and, and he said that there would be a generation that would rise up and that they would know who they are in Christ. And there's a scripture in the word of God that says that this generation will do even greater things than even him. Does it not say that? Where is that day in America? Where is it? We have the ability, you have the ability, I have the ability. Anybody that has Christ in them has the ability to call those things that be not as though they are. We have the ability to speak to the mountain and it move. We have the ability to lay hands on the sick and they're healed. Is that not right? We have the ability to cry out 24-7, holy, holy, holy is the Son of God. We have the ability. And the Word of God says this. Jesus paid the price. It's finished. You can't add to the Word. You can't take away from the Word. God has already done everything through His Son. I believe he's waiting on the sons and daughters of God to rise up and release heaven in earth now. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. And that's more than religion. It takes the presence of the Lord to bring change. It's all about the presence of the Lord. The kingdom of God is about one thing. And it sums everything up. It's about the love of God. The word says God is love. That's what it says. So I want to, I just want to share some thoughts with y'all. You know, the love that each of us have for God, and I feel it in my church here, not just because it's my kids' church. When I come in, I can feel the presence of God in worship. I can hear the sound of the Lord when the speaker speaks. 
I can hear the sound of heaven sometimes when I'm sitting back over there. And I can hear the Lord say, come up here a little higher. Come up here with me a little higher. Do you? Can you hear it here? I can hear God moving here. I can feel sometimes with the people that I've met here that we love each other. And I think that the entirety of the Bible is real, real simple. You love God with your whole heart and you love your brother as yourself. Who's your brother? You don't get to pick your brother. We don't have options to pick our brothers. We don't have options to pick good sins and bad and bad sins. I've been hearing this for I've been hearing this from the Lord for about the last 2 3 weeks. I just hear him say over and over and over everybody counts. Everybody counts. In God's kingdom, everybody counts. Uh, sometimes I think in church life, I think that we categorize sin. And I'm going to be very, very honest with you. All the sexual sins, we gag. All I do, this generation, I mean, people my age, I don't even understand what's going on today with the spirit of perversion that's all over the earth. I cannot comprehend it. But it plainly says in the Bible, it tells us the people that won't inherit the kingdom of God. Who are they? Adulterers, drunkards, fornicators. Let's put this one in here, backbiters. Gossipers. Little gossipers. <laughs> Little bitty Religious gossipers. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not out in the sky. The kingdom of God is within. The spirit of the living God is in us. He created us for one purpose, and that purpose was that he could dwell in us. And when we accept Christ, the first seed, we that carry the presence of God are the multiplication of that seed. In the book of Romans, Paul teaches us, it's not I that lives, but Christ that lives in us. That's the hope of glory. It's not about me. It's not about my eloquent speech. It's not about that I can pray for hours on end and hours on end. It's about me carrying the presence of God. The message of the kingdom of God is one word, Jesus. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And I'm grateful that I'm living in the generation 
that I just believe that the Spirit of God has opened the heavens today. He's opened up for all of us that have been in church 30, 40, 50 years. And are we not sensing a sound that's different today than it was 20 years ago? We cannot live on what was 20 years ago. His mercy is new every morning. Is it not, Mom? Every morning. You cannot hold on to what you had yesterday. The Spirit of the Lord is moving, and he's moving at an accelerated rate to reveal the kingdom. The kingdom is here and now, and it's in us. It's in us. If you know who you are in Christ, you know that it's in you. I'm going to ask a question. You know, I hear, I, I hear the Lord say that, you know, he's the Rose of Sharon. <laughs> That is fragrance, you can smell him. Well, I've been in church for a long, long time. And I, I have to ask myself this, have I ever smelled the Lord? Have I ever been so intimate with him? I think about my husband when I think about love. I can smell his cologne. <laughs> But do I love God so much that I can smell him? And I'm going to ask you the same question. Have you positioned yourself? Have you spent enough time with God that you know the sound of his voice? That you can smell him? Do you love him that much? I'm just going to ask that. Because I ask myself that every day. We all know these scriptures. You know, God is supernatural. And through the generations, we always have these words that come on the scene. Supernatural. You know, today we hear a lot about supernatural life. But he really is supernatural. You're supernatural. We're more supernatural than we are natural. Are we not? Are we not? It's what we don't see with a natural eye. In the book of Matthew, it says this. Seek first, we all know this, seek first, 633, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And then it says in the book of Luke 1027, you'll, you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. If we do this, I believe this, these two things will take us into the presence of God. And I believe it's that simple. And I believe that we know these scriptures, all of us that have been in the church for 40 and 50 years. I have to ask myself, do we do this 
with our whole hearts. I believe there's a Babylonian spirit that is raping America. And I ask myself, is the church asleep? I don't know if it's LGBT, STD, whatever, I can't even say all the names right now. <laughs> I just can't. I don't know if it's BLM. I don't think it's BLM. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is we need to rise up. We, need, we have the authority. The church has the authority. It has the power. We have the name above all names. I believe that the church in America, and I say this in all love, it needs to wake up. I believe it with all my heart. If you want to see the glory of God, you have to stay in God's presence. <laughs> you have to stay in God's presence. I call that, I don't know what you call it, but I call it entering into the rest of God. And he tells us, come enter into the rest. That's what he tells us, to enter into his rest. It's the love of God that produces the glory of God. It's not me. It's the love of God that produces the glory of God. And the glory of God is real life. It's natural, supernatural life is what it is. If a man doesn't experience the love of God. He doesn't even really know what real life is. It's impossible. And I say this in Oswa, I say this in the mission field, and I say this to the team that comes. The only Jesus that you can give away is the Jesus that you know. I can't give, I can't go to Oswa and give Mark's Jesus or my daughters, or my favorite ministers. The only Jesus that I can give you is the Jesus that I know. And you know, I say this, these little, these little eyes right here, they're windows. They're windows to our heart. I can't give you something or someone that I do not know. It's, it's impossible, and neither can you. So if we come in, the church of our choice, and we hear a wonderful word, and we're in wonderful worship, and we go out the door, if we don't have any of Jesus in us, then I think we're just like doing this little ritualistic, can I say it like that? We're just doing this little service and we're really not accomplishing anything. We're not. The only, 
all disorder. I want, I want to share this. All disorder in this world stems from a lack of man experiencing the love of God. All wars, conflicts, divorces, murder, suicide, self-inflictions, and perverse living, all, every bit of that is a result of the lack of God's love. Every bit of it. The only cure for evil is man experiencing and receiving God's love and us falling in love with him. And I want to say this, he never stops loving us. Do we stop loving him? God made us, the reason he made us was so that he could fill us with himself. And if mankind doesn't find him, then this is what happens. And I thought about this. We go after false gods. And I want to talk about some false gods. I, I named a few. You probably might know more than me. These things can become a false god. Money. Food. Sports. Entertainment. Drugs. Alcohol. Video games. Sex. What about social media? Addictions. And last but not least, religion. Religion. What's religion? You know, religion is a big place. It's a big area for a false god to dwell. It's really big. Religion can involve, it can involve ceremonies, offerings, prayers, rituals, services, sometimes sacrifices, and other times routines. Maybe we could call this man-made works. Maybe we could. Kind of like us trying to help God out. God doesn't need our help. He needs us to believe in him. He, didn't quit. he doesn't need our help. He needs us to believe in him. It could be us living in our natural self. Us living out of our own mind. I believe that's why he said we must worship him in spirit and truth. 
in spirit and truth. In the book of Romans, it's explained very well. Paul explains it. It's in the mind of Christ that a thing is formed. As we develop intimacy with God, the supernatural becomes natural. If you don't spend time with him, if you take a, this, this might sound hard, but there's 24 hours in a day. And sometimes I used to think, oh, I've accomplished a lot. I get up at three or four and this is my ritual and I'll just go into my secret place and I'll talk to God for a while, maybe an hour. If I hit two hours, I'm really, really happy. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, you know, you might think you're really, really holy, but what do you think would happen if we just set time aside and we just sat and waited on him and we shut up enough that we could hear what he wants to say to us. What do you think would happen in the church in America if we would do that? If we would turn CNN and Fox off? <laughs> I'm just being really, really, really honest. Jesus said, if you're hungry, you'll find me. That's what he says to me. If you're hungry enough for me, you'll find me. And if we want to experience supernatural life, I think it's going to take more than a two-hour, three-hour service on Sunday or an hour on Wednesday night or whatever, whatever the church says. It's going to take more than that. The greatest moments I've ever had, I love it when Leland talks to me. I love... When my children talk to me, we all do, we all do. But I can tell you this, there's not a voice I've ever heard in the world like the sound of my God's voice. When I can feel the wind of the Spirit just encase me, and it's enough to simply know that He's my God. He's not, I'm not here because he's Matthew, Mark, and Luke's God. He's my God. And he's the same today as he was, he, as he was yesterday. He hasn't changed. And all the stuff that we read in the Old Testament, it's here and now. He's a miracle working God. He's a God that has a voice. He's a God that has a smell. He's the God of all gods. There's no other God like him. And he has set us free. And the reason he has set us free is to bring heaven to earth. A spirit of religion is never going to bring heaven to earth because it takes the presence of the Lord to change a thing, to turn a nation. I can remember when I heard the Lord's voice, and I'm not going to go into this, but, I, but I, I can really remember when he spoke to me on that bus when I was in Haiti. 
and he said these words to me. I looked out over Port-au-Prince and I looked out over a city that was just filled with chaos and desolation like I had never seen in America. And I could not understand it because when I looked out the bus, I saw every work that you could possibly see. I saw a Methodist school, a Catholic school, a Baptist school, a Pentecostal school, and no one was on that bus with me. It was God and I, myself dialoguing, and I said to him, if you're here, how can this nation look like this. And this is what he said. Unless the spirit of the Lord builds the house, it cannot be built. And what did I say back? Oh, I know that. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I know that. And after I said that, he said this really loud and clear. It takes one man to turn a nation. That got my attention. That really got my attention. And I said, I know that, but I can't do that. I've never been to school. I don't even know what you're saying to me. I can't do that. And the presence of God was so thick in that bus. And I could feel him literally holding me. And this is what I said. Yes, Lord. Everybody has an Oswa. You don't have to go to another country. Everybody has an Oswa. It may be your neighborhood. It may be your family. It may be the place where you work. I believe that everybody's a missionary. I believe we're all called. I think the key, do you know what you're called for? Do you know why you're created? Do you know why he has made you? Do you know your purpose in life? If you do not, the door is open for you to hear the purpose of why you were created. It's very, very important that we as his sons and daughters, that we know his voice, that we listen to him. As you develop intimacy with God, the supernatural life begins to move through us. And you really realize it's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me, which is the hope of glory. As it was in the beginning in the Garden of Eden, before Adam ate off of the tree, of good and evil, perfection ruled and reigned. And you have to think about that. When God made the first Adam, what did he do? 
it was like, just like, the breath of God created man. God is holy. Think about that. Adam was so brilliant that he named all the animals. He was just marvelous. Everything was perfection and was told not to eat off of the tree of good and evil. And I want us to emphasize this here. It's not just the evil. It's the good. That tree was the tree of good and evil. The tree of life is Christ. It's not about my goodness. It's about Christ. It's about Christ in you. You can toil and toil all the days of your life and try to be perfect all the days of your life. Your perfection that's in you is Christ and Christ alone. The power in the earth is Jesus Christ. God is the only source. He is the only source of unconditional love. It's not about knowing the love of God. It's about experiencing unconditional love from God and us releasing that unconditional love to each other. We have to realize falling in love with God is the source of all life flowing in perfection. Let me say that again. We have to realize falling in love with God is the source of all life flowing in perfection. The ecclesia is, could we say it's the kingdom of love? Could we say that? The love of spirit God on earth with us and in us is transforming us and the world around us into his kingdom. What's his kingdom? We know what his kingdom is. It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God's angels are waiting on us. I really believe that. We have the ability to transform the world into the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And I've thought about this. Every religion has the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have said that for 74 years in every church I ever went to. From a little girl we heard that prayer. But let's think about that. That is the Lord's prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to remember the church, and I want to say this, the church 
has to come into the kingdom, you can't put the kingdom in church life. Can I say that, grandmother? The church has to come into the kingdom. You can't put the kingdom in the church. And this is a season that we're in of drinking new wine. And the word of God says this. You can't put new wine in old wineskins. I believe that the ecclesia is the true church. I believe it's the bride of Christ. I believe it's the remnant. It's a people that have chosen to lose their life that we might have life. Can we say amen to that? Amen. It is a people that have chosen to lose your life to have life. It's going to cost us everything. It's going to cost us our time. It's going to cost us our money. It's going to cost everything. It's people that are just desperately hungry, 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 hungry for God. God is love and God is a spirit. All things are subject to the power of the love of God. Supernatural created natural. Jesus put me in my mother's womb and he did you too. I'm natural, created by supernatural, therefore I'm a supernatural life. And so are you. God in me, and me in God. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which equals unconditional love. God gave me his Son to pay the price for my sin. And by the Holy Spirit, I believe in Jesus. I live in Jesus. I live to love. God and to love my brother. I do this at home. I would challenge you to do this when I'm meditating with the Lord. It might sound silly, but I say it quite often. I am in God and God is in me. I am in God and God is in me. And I can remember 35, 40 years ago, I was standing in South Georgia and I walked outside and it was beginning when I was learning to hear the voice of the Lord. And I heard this, I heard this, I heard this. I heard the Lord say to me, don't stop at Calvary. Go on to the resurrection. Don't stop at Calvary. 
go on to the resurrection, the fullness of Christ in us, the power of God in us. Amen? You know, I want to say this. Um, I pray for my church. I pray for all of us. I pray for my children. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for my enemies. It's taken me 74 years to learn how to love my enemies. I don't have any right to hold on to anything that has been done wrong to me and neither do you. We don't have that right. I long to see the presence of the Lord fall in Believer's Church to a greater degree than it already is. Let me say that. To a, let me say that to a greater degree than it already is. And I pray as a body that we come in, and I'm going to say this, not just to pull on Mark. I pray we come in to give ourselves to Mark. To give our love to one another. To lay our lives down as a living sacrifice that the King of Glory can come in our midst and shake the very foundation, the very core of us, that we would rise up and claim our inheritances, that we would rise up and be who we are in Him, that we would cast out devils in Jesus' name that we would lay hands on each other and be healed. That we would call those things that be not as though they are. Because whether we want to do it or not, there's a remnant out there. This is a global movement. This is really global. This isn't just happening here at Believers. This is a global movement all over the world, in every denomination, in every country. People are beginning to realize who they are in the Lord. They are beginning, you may not see it on the news, but I do know this, a kingdom has to collide with the kingdom to conquer. And I believe that there's a living church rising in the earth today that you don't see on the news. You may see the Babylonian kingdom, but I believe the day's coming in the world that the body of Christ is going to rise up and drive the Babylonian spirit out and heaven will invade the earth. That's what I believe. And, and, and I believe that with all of my heart. This isn't, this isn't over. I, I hear a lot of people say this, and I'm not knowledgeable enough for this, so I'm going to say this. I'm not knowledgeable with pre-trip and post-trip. I get confused. I would probably have to go to my family and, and them sit down and help me. But I will tell you this. 
We see earthquakes. We see famines. We see tornadoes at a accelerated rate. We see murder on the rise. We see perversion beyond people my age. We can't even comprehend it anymore. We see all of that. I do not believe that this is the time that the Lord is coming back because I believe the greatest movement of God is going to be when the sons and daughters of God rise up in this earth. They're going to rise up and I believe that we're a part of it. And when we see supernatural events occurring everywhere, you know, if medicine is, if, if the medical field goes out, if the economy drops, if whatever transpires, there is a generation that is rising up right now in the earth that know who they are in him. And they are living in him and breathing in him and great exploits. And the word of the Lord will come to pass that we will do greater works than even him because we know who we are in him. So we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate with the angels. We don't need to just come in here on Sunday and get excited. I'm going to ask you this. Are you celebrating in your home? Are you speaking the word of God in your home? Are you speaking life over your children? Are you speaking life over the circumstances that you face every day? A bad report does not annihilate the word of God. The word of God is true truth and we live and we breathe and we move and we have our being today in 2023 the church is well the church is alive Jesus is good and we need to worship him we need to rise up with a tenacious just a tenacious exuberance for him why can we not be a people that rise up and decree on a daily basis, holy, holy, holy is the son of God. The angels do it 24-7. Where are we? I want to sing it in my house. I want to shout it in the car. God is holy. So I'm going to ask you this, if Jesus is holy and we know who we are in him, are you holy? Hello? Are we holy? Do we dare say it that we're holy? Do we dare say it? Do we dare let it come out of our mouth? If we know who we are in Christ, Jesus is holy. And I can say to you, it's not me that lives. It's Christ that lives in me. And I am holy. Yes. Hallelujah. That's who you are. That's who we are. If you know who you are in Jesus, that's who we are. And the church is alive. The church is well. And I bless each of you with the presence of God. We're just containers. We're these little bitty containers of a living God. We're these little containers. And the more he fills you up, pour it out and then come back and get filled again and pour it out and pour it out and we'll see change in America. People are crying 
out for the presence of God. They're desperate for the presence of God. And we're the containers of the presence of God. Me, you, you, it's you. You may think it's just the person sitting next to you. That's not the case. If God lives in you, you're the carrier of his presence. You're the one that can do great things for the kingdom. You're the one that can create great, release, great, 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 great love. Love can't be defeated. It's impossible. It's impossible. The word says that. I think it's in the book of Corinthians, correct me if I'm wrong, what does it say? Faith, hope, and love. And out of all of these, what's going to stand? Wow. Doesn't say faith. Doesn't say hope. What's going to stand in the end? Love. So do we love? I want to be a lover. I want to love. I want to love radically. How about you? I release the presence of love over Believer's Church. I release the spirit of wisdom over Believer's Church. I release the spirit of revelation over Believer's Church. I release the mind of Christ over Believer's Church. I speak to every principality that would try to hold us down and I break the back of a religious spirit in the name of Jesus. All of us that have been in church, you know, I've often wondered, these young kids come in off the streets, drug addicts, just in just up to their neck and all the things of the world and they come into the presence of God and they're changed just like that. And then there's us here. We have all these just religious tentacles. I just pull them off of all of us that's been in the church 40 and 50 years. And I bind that spirit from this body in the name of Jesus. And I make a declaration that we'll, go, grow, for, we'll, we'll grow forward. And I say this, we'll be known not by our good preaching, not by our good teaching, but we will be a, a, a church that is known by great, 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 great love. We, that's what will bring people in here. And we're going to be known on Pope and Bomar that we are the sons and daughters of God. And we love greatly. We give greatly. We serve greatly. We choose to lose our life that we would have life. In Jesus' name. No sicknesses, no infirmities, no diseases, no tragedies in the name of Jesus. And Jesus will rule and reign here. The name above all names. Believers Church will be represented by that name alone. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I bless you with great, great love. It is an honor to do life with you. It is an honor. It is really, really an honor to do life with you. God bless you.